3. I've got a few other verses I might toss in there too, but uh, we'll be in Matthew 3 for the, for the most part, I guess. Um, while you're getting there, I'm going to pray one more time real quick. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you um, both for your, the scripture and for sending Jesus, the eternal word, to us and for not leaving us without um, that you uh, sent your Holy Spirit to us to teach us and to help us to understand. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and uh, as, as I'm sharing from the Scripture, Holy Spirit, you speak to us, even if it's not something that I, um, I have planned to say or if you just need to speak it and make it sound like me. That's whatever you need to do to um, speak to us this morning so that we can be a little bit more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember, um, it's been a little while, a little ways, a little uh, time back now, but I remember when we uh, were pregnant four times. Um, but uh, we had a book, I don't know if you, I don't know how old the book is, but it's um, uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. And I remember going through the, the book um, and we would, we would kind of read through and you'd, you'd find out, okay, um, this is what's, you know, this is the parts that are forming at this, you know, time and, uh, you know, well, well, uh, the baby's in the womb. And so we'd, we'd pray, we'd, we'd pray for each one of the, the girls and say, okay, well, Lord, I know that you're starting to form their hearts right now. And so let their heart be formed perfectly. And, or I know that you're starting to work and from, uh, on their, their arms and legs and extremities and Lord, Lord, let them be perfectly formed or their brain and, um, but at the same time, there's, there's preparation that we um, made at home, too. Um, I, I had an office at home that I, I lost. Um, it, became, it became a nursery. Um, and so, you know, we had to uh, move all the furniture out. We painted and we got, you know, the, um, uh, we got the, the crib and we got the diaper changing station. And we got, we, we, you know, we... Um, uh, got, did, did I say we got diapers? We got lots of diapers, and, and we got, got more diapers. And uh, we got, you know, the uh, pack and play and the swing and, we, and the rocking chair. There was preparation that we had to do uh, beforehand before the little one came along. Because if the little one came along and you didn't have a car seat, you could not take them home from the hospital. You know, or if, if they came along, you know, um, we didn't have a bureau drawer that was big enough to, to set them in, you know, so, um, you know, we, we needed the, the, um, the cradle and the crib, and uh, I tell you, some of them loved the swing and the bouncy seat. If we didn't have those, it would have been a, a tragedy. <laughs> Sometimes it was anyway in the middle of the night, but, you know, with the swing, it was a lot easier. Um, so there was preparation that needed to happen before the little one came along. And, uh, you know, by the time number four came along, there was a lot less preparation <laughs> because we're like, oh, we already have the clothes, we already have the bedding, we already have, so we still needed the diapers. But, um, but we still prepared, we prepared our heart, we prepared our home, and uh, we, we were prepared 
to bring them home from the hospital uh, when, when the day finally came. And, you know, there is a one who prepared the way for Jesus. Prophesied in Scripture beforehand uh, was a preparer, if you will, before the coming of Christ. And that's John the Baptist. John the Baptist was one who would come to prepare the way of the Lord. He was to come ahead of time. And, you know, we, we've talked about prepar- preparation a bit. Remember, uh, we talked to Nehemiah um, a while back, or no, I'm sorry, not Nehemiah, but we, we talked about um, uh, when they had the Passover, right? And uh, it was a preparation. Uh, and then they, they went ahead and celebrated the um, Sukkot right after that, right? And it, um, it, was, it was a preparatory time that they were getting ready to... Um, to really prepare their their hearts for what God wants to do, right? They want they needed to repent a lot of times. A lot of times they needed to uh, you know get things you know they they had to get things physically ready. They had to either slaughter lambs or they got things ready in the temple. Or they a lot of times with with Israel because they got into a mess. They got they kicked the idols out, right? They prepared the way and. You know, we have a preparer of the way in John the Baptist. You know, if you remember, John was a miraculous birth. His uh, his dad was uh, in the in the temple doing his duty, and the angel came and said, "You're going to ha- have a son." And he said, "You know, we've been praying for a son for a long time." I'm totally paraphrasing. And my wife's old. We're, we're not going to have a kid. I said, "Yes, you are." And uh, just so that you'll know, you're not going to be able to speak until he, he comes along. And so that happens. They, uh, Elizabeth has, has John the Baptist and it's, you know, Jesus' cousin. And uh, he, um, it's, it's amazing to me that he's just a little bit older than Jesus. Um, but he comes to prepare the way. And what we find is when he comes along and it's time for him to start ministering, he goes out to the Jordan River and does something really unusual. He starts dunking people. Now, the people, we, we, theologians honestly don't know where this process came from. Uh, eventually, the Jews started doing ritual washings for Gentiles who wanted to convert to Judaism, but that actually came a little bit later. Um, so this is a, a new thing, if you will. Um, now, they did have ritual washings in uh, Judaism, and it's actually prophesied in Ezekiel um, that you know that you'd be washed and become clean. But with the ritual washings, it was more a um, a washing of, of like a vessel, or the priest would wash their hands or something before they would minister. Uh, it it wasn't in the Old Testament a washing and a cleansing so much from sin. So what John is doing is something very unusual. He's calling people out uh, um, to come to him and uh, to be baptized in a baptism of repentance. Um, and by the way, in, in uh, Mark 1.5, it says that um, all, all Judea and Jerusalem were going out to him. So this is a, a, a huge deal. 
and he's at, he's at the Jordan River, an approximate location where, um, where the people crossed to come into, um, you know, into the Promised Land. So he's, I don't know for sure, but it's an approximate location. So uh, what he's doing, now get, get this, the people, right, the Israelites had come out of Egypt, right? Right, way back, they came out of Egypt. They wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. And then they crossed the Jordan to come into the promised land. Right? So now, what John is doing is bringing the people back out of Egypt, if you will. And they are coming out in repentance for preparation for someone greater. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, it was... Different. A lot of times, and what you see, especially if you, if you read through Kings and Chronicles, you see that there was a lot of things. When, when God wanted to deal with the people, like Israel, you know, in the north, or uh, Judah in the south, he would um, he would deal with the king or the leaders. You know, it'd be the king or the priests. You know, the high priest, and that's who he'd deal with. And at, pretty much as the king went, so went the people, right? You know, I'm sure there's a little bit there, you know, that, but, you know, David was a good king, and so the whole people was blessed. Solomon was good for most of the time, and they were blessed, you know. And then this, this king was really good, and then this king was really bad, and then they'd get sold into slavery, right? This king was good, and then, they, you know, they'd, they'd expand, and this king was bad, and so God would bring, and they'd, they would um, get killed by the Philistines, you know. So, um, so it was the king... And so this is unusual for John's calling out a people group, but it's individuals. And it doesn't exactly say what the sin is that he's having them repent for. So it wasn't like, you know, uh, Elijah would come and he'd say, you need to repent because you're serving the Baals. And it's a a whole um, nation that that needs to, to repent. This is more of an individual thing. It's, a, it's a, the sinners and tax collectors that go out. You know, it's those who, who have um, little things, you know, that they, they go out and they're... And, and so I, I believe what's, what's happening is there's this preparation of an individual group. What I mean individual. It's individually, but a group of people that, that God wants to inhabit individuals to make a whole temple for himself so he's calling them out so this is a a preparation in isaiah 40 um you know it it says that um uh prepare the way for the lord you know highways let me just read that real quickly this is a um one of the great passages for john prophet john prophesied in the old testament a voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. And this is uh, spoken of, this is what John fulfills. So what he's, what he, it's, it's already showing that John is actually preparing the way for the Lord. It's not just another person. It's not just for another event. It's not just for another happening. It's the Lord himself is going to come. It's amazing that he's coming out into the desert. It's not, he's not coming to Jerusalem. He's not coming. It's 
prepare the way for the Lord in the desert. And John calls the people, if you will, out of the spiritual Egypt to come and to be prepared for the coming of Jesus. Now let me um, mention something about, about John and Jesus. And I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, but I'm going to just mention it again real quickly. Um, John, you know, eventually Jesus comes to John to get baptized by John. And uh, there's a, uh, there was a system in, at that time in the first century that um, rabbis would, would attain to a higher level, if you will, of, of rabbinical status called a, a rabbi with authority. Okay, and to attain to that level, you had to have two rabbis who had authority already basically recognize you as a rabbi who had authority. Uh, a rabbi with authority would be one who would, um, would uh, when he would teach, he wouldn't just teach the scripture. He would say, you know, wouldn't, don't, you know, he wouldn't just go through, um, you shall have no idols and you should, uh, don't take the Lord, name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not do... Uh, this, you know, you should obey your parents, you should, right? A rabbi with, with authority would say something like, um, the scripture says you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. I tell you that you should, you should do this as well, or you should not do this. What did, what did Jesus do? The scripture says you shall not commit adultery, but I say if you look at a woman with lust, then you, will, you have already committed adultery in your heart. Scripture says you shall not commit murder, but if you say to, to a person, you fool, you have already, uh, you know, you are um, guilty and could be thrown into hell, right? So John received authority somehow when Jesus came to John to get baptized John, and, and actually there are some Jewish teachers that recognize this, they recognize Jesus had received authority um, at the, his baptism between John the Baptist and God the Father himself. So, preparation. Preparation. Now, what's interesting is that um, in preparation, we see Revival. You would think, okay, I would think, maybe you all would think, that if you're preparing, that's not the time to have the revival, right? That's the time to be prepared. Then the revival should come later. But what you see with John is John is the preparer, and yet everybody comes out to him. Everybody comes out to the preparer, the one who is to, to make the way, the one who is to go ahead, the one who is to um, you know, just make sure everything is straight, the one who is, is going to anoint the one who is going to lead everything. And yet we see a revival that takes place with the one who is doing the preparing We'll see later there's also a revival that takes place with the one who came after. But it was the, with the preparation. So how do you have revival in preparation? Let me just read this passage 
and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, in uh, Matthew 3, it says, Now in those days... That's a really good phrase. Now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John himself had a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem was going out to him, and all Judea and all the district around the Jordan. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you, that from these stones God is able to raise up children to Abraham. The axe is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. By the way, let me, let me say this. Part of, part of preparation, and uh, I, this, was, this was hitting me as I was studying for this. You know, John was, um, his message was, well, it wasn't exactly politically correct. Okay, there, he gave an option. It was turn or burn. Okay, there was an option there, but not much of one. You know, we uh, we like to be, we like to say, you know, t- today there's so much as well. God is is all loving, and why would why would a loving God send anyone to hell? And why would why would uh, a loving God let anything bad happen to anybody? And God is loving. He's also just. God is, God is a God of grace and mercy. He's also a God of judgment. And John really preached both. And um, I, I, I can say, I'm, charismatic and Pentecostal groups like to, like to grab the, onto this, and I can say this, I'm, I'm, I'm in that category. Uh, but we, we like to think of, you know, um, you know, that he will baptize you with um, the Holy Spirit and fire, Right? Yes, fire comes at, at the day of Pentecost, which I, I believe the fire there is representative of, of like the, the um, mountaintop experience when God came and uh, his presence came on top of, of uh, Mount Sinai, right? And he established the, 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 the old covenant. And this is a, an establishment of the new covenant with the new people of God and that we are the new temple, right? But the fire that John is talking about here is not that fire. <laughs> the fire that John is talking about is he's saying, look guys, you're either going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit or you're going to get baptized with fire. There's no, <laughs> you're going to get burned. You're either going to get, you're going to get dunked or you're going to get toasted. Okay? <laughs> One of the two. All right? And, you know, 
we, we've got to, con um, this is kind of a, a, a rabbit trail, all right? So if the rabbit gets too far and somebody wants to shoot it, feel free. But um, you know, we've, we've got to keep that, um, we have to keep that message, all right? Uh, we, have to, we have to preach not only the grace and love and um, call of God, but we have to continue to teach and preach that if you don't accept the grace and love and call of God, that, that all that is left over is judgment. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that people came out to him and were repenting is because they were, they, they were called out to say, look, there is one coming after me and he's going to get, he's going to get upset if you don't. And so they came out and repented. They, they, they were in fear of the Lord who was coming. Now consider this. Before John, uh, uh, think about this. I don't know if you did this when you were a kid, little kid. I know I'd, I'd sit there on a Christmas Eve night and listen. Did you, did you listen and, and listen for the hoofbeats on the roof? the pawing and prancing of each little hoof. I did. Until I, I, and I, I listened intently. Until I couldn't listen anymore and finally fell asleep <laughs> about two o'clock in the morning. Right? But uh, you, you, you sit there and listen. Now consider if you're listening with that sort of intent, you know, you're, you're, you're focused listening and, and the, those Minutes turn into hours, and the hours turn into days, and you keep listening. The days turn into months, the months turn into years, and you keep listening. The years, years turn into decades, but you still listen, and you listen intently. Now consider... The people of Israel had been listening for 400 years. There had been no voice. There had been no voice for 400 years. If you think about it, that's, that's about the time, uh, you know, between, somewhere between the uh, founding of the first colony in Virginia and the first Thanksgiving. All right, 400 years Nothing. But they knew something was coming. See, they knew Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. Everybody, um, do you remember the, the, uh, the statue in Daniel? Okay. Uh, they're, they're, it, a really, really brief. Um, you know, Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. He sees a statue, and it's made up of four parts, right? The, you've got the head and the, the torso and the legs and the feet. And the, the feet are, are um, a different. They're, they're both of clay and of, of was it, um, uh, iron, right? And then uh, this, it says this stone, right, taken out of a mountain without human hands, comes and strikes the feet, and the entire statue crumbles, and the stone becomes a mountain that fills the whole earth. Okay? During the reign of the fourth kingdom. So you've got Babylon, 
You've got Medo-Persia, you've got Greece, and you've got Rome. So during the reign of the Roman Empire, uh, there would be a worldwide kingdom that would come. In fact, Suetonius, who is um, a Roman historian, uh, he he shares about this, um, I don't know if you want to call it superstition or uh, a rumor going around, that there would be worldwide rulers that would come out of Judea. This is from a Roman historian. Okay? So they knew the times. They knew that in those days, verse 1, right? They were, the people were um, anticipating something happening. So when they hear John, then all of a sudden they know something is going on. So I, I'd asked the question earlier, how does the preparer, how does the, the preparation process become the revival? It's the anticipation. It's the expectation. It's the expectation. See, the people were expecting something to happen. They were expecting that the the Lord himself was going to come during this time. They were expecting that something soon, something would happen. It was going to be big. It was going to be huge. It was going to be great. They were expecting. So when uh, they'd been listening for 400 years and all of a sudden, a voice. One who looks like the prophet Elijah a lot. He's dressed in the camel hair and has a belt about his waist and he's calling people out. By the way, Elijah, if you, if you remember... He, uh, he was a prophetic voice, but um, you know, he called the people uh, to God. Remember the God contest? We talked about that not too long ago, right? So he, he, called the, he called them out, told them to get rid of their idols in a very dramatic presentation and a slaying of all of the um, idolatrous uh, priests. Okay, he also called down fire. And it wasn't just there at Mount Carmel. Remember, they, they, they went out to, um, uh, uh, to get Elijah, right? And they, they sent somebody over there, and he said, um, no. And uh, the fire came down and, and destroyed the, um, the, the messenger and his 50 men. And another one came and, and, and came, said, come, come to the kings. And no. <laughs> fire came down, destroyed them and 50 men. Another one came and bowed down and said, look. Please have mercy on me. And the Lord finally said, okay, you can go with this one. Right? He called down fire too. It was both the calling out and the fire. And when, when, when John the Baptist came on the scene looking like Elijah, and uh, we just we talked about uh, in Malachi 3 that he, uh, I'm sorry, 4 last week, right, where he would, um, oh, actually in Chapter 3, it says that his messenger would go ahead of him. Chapter 4 says that Elijah would come and would turn to the hearts of the fathers, to the children, and the children to the fathers. Right? They hear, they hear John the Baptist, and they automatically are, um, uh, they know something's up. By the way, you know, one of the things I believe that John did, um, you know, and the, the reason that God said, 
turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons and or the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, is because um, it, was, it was going to be a different kind of kingdom. Uh, it was going to be um, with uh, uh, Elijah uh, and Elisha. It was a spiritual father-son relationship. Right? It became, it became the spiritual father-son where Elijah was the father and he passed along to his spiritual son the anointing. It wasn't, you know, in, in Judah, it was from David to Solomon to, you know, the physical offspring, which oftentimes was the anointing as well. You know, and same with the high priest line, right? Mm-hmm. But what, with the coming of John, it became a, a spiritual, well, like with Elijah and Elisha. I'm going to take you under my wing and you're going to become my, my, my spiritual offspring. And I'm going to pass on my knowledge. I'm going to pass on my love. I'm going to pass on the anointing down to you, whether we're related or not. So it became a, a family, a spiritual family, rather than just a um, physical family, right? By, by blood. It was by, by the blood, right? Uh, where, where it's a spiritual relationship. And I got off on where I was going. Um, so John comes as the preparer, right? But there's this great expectation. And the great expectation, I believe, is what caused the revival to come at, at the point of preparation and not just being prepared. So the, uh, the Jews anticipated, they um, expected um, the fulfillment uh, in Malachi that, that we just mentioned. Uh, they also expected uh, a fulfillment of Ezekiel. Um, let me just look at that real quickly. That's Ezekiel chapter 36. Um, verse 25, it says... Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. So the people where they expected this messenger to come from Malachi, right, and, and prepare the way of the Lord and to, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the fathers. They expected the, uh, that there would be one who would come and would sprinkle clean water and cleanse from sin and have the Spirit come. So when John comes and starts baptizing people and saying, look, this isn't just to wash your hands and get, you know, get cleaned up so that you can do something good. This is, I'm going to sprinkle clean water on you and cleanse you of your sins so that you are ready to receive the Spirit into your heart. Don't you find it amazing, okay, that John is baptizing them and saying, there's coming one after me who is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There's a connection there with Ezekiel. I'm going to wash you clean so that, that when, you, that when, the, whole, when the, the one who's going to baptize you with the Spirit comes, 
you'll receive the Spirit and you'll be filled with the Spirit in your heart. So the, the people, the, the Jews were expecting something to happen. There was this expectation that, that during this time that, that, um, that God was going to come himself and do something great. By the way, I know that um, after um, there was such a high expectation after Jesus died on the cross, that, that generation, for a while there, they, they said they were, they, were crucify, they were crucifying a Christ a day. Okay? People were coming along, everybody was coming along saying, well, I'm the Christ. I'm the Christ. I'm the Christ. Remember uh, when, when John comes on the scene and the, the Pharisees and Sadducees send, send messengers to him, are you the Christ? No, I'm not. Are you the prophet? No, I'm not. Right? Are you Elijah? No, I'm not. Jesus comes along later and says, yes, he's Elijah, but that wasn't exactly what they were asking. So he was answering more the the question rather than the theological question behind it. If you want to talk about that later, we we can talk about that later. But... Um, but there's this expectation that the Christ is coming, that Elijah is coming, that, that the prophet is coming. There's a great expectation. Now, what are we expecting? You see, I believe that um, God can show up whenever. God can show up with the preparer, God can show up when you're prepared. God can show up, you know, and it, it's all about Him. And, and He can, I believe He wants to fill, fill us and prepare us at the same time. But I believe a lot of it is expectation. What are we expecting when we come to church every Sunday? Are we expecting that, that God Himself will be here? If you knew, if you knew in your heart that Jesus would be here in the flesh on Sunday, let's say next Sunday, I made it. Let's say I make an announcement. I, I just got word Jesus Himself will be here in the flesh next Sunday. I'm going to put a little throne up here for Him to sit in, and He's just going to sit here and and be with us in the service next Sunday. What would you do? How would you act? Would you tell all your friends, hey, guess what? Jesus will be here next Sunday. Come with, come to church. I don't care. Don't miss this. Okay? I'm going to pick you up. Come to church next Sunday. Would you be here on time? Early? Thank you, guys. Most of you all are here early every Sunday. Bless you, bless you, bless you. We are, we're not a, a really a, a late coming to church. I thank you so much for that. You guys are great. Um, so many churches, people come in late. No, but but would you be here early? Maybe maybe I can talk to him before the service, right? Would you, would you would you find friends that you knew were were sick or needed help or healing or what or what what? Hey, just come. Jesus will be here next Sunday. Come with me. People who needed to get saved. Look, look, I, I, I know you don't believe this now, but just wait. 
Just come with me. Just, you'll, you'll, you'll see when you get there. How would you live your life that week? You know? Would you just go about life as normal during the week? Or would you, would you, just, would you expect every day, oh, we've got five more days left. Five more days and Jesus will be here. Four more days. Jesus will be here. Would you make sure everything is, is that, that you just try to, you, you'd probably read your Bible every day that week, right? So that you could tell, so you, you, you'd have a verse, hey, I can tell Jesus, I, this verse ministered to me next week, right? <laughs> and you'd, you'd probably spend at least a few extra minutes praying and think, oh, I can't wait till you come, Right? How would you act? How do you act? Do we believe that he'll be here with us each Sunday in that level? Let's be honest. I'm, I'm, look here, I can do this, but I've got four fingers pointing back at me, Right? I need that level of expectation in my life where I'm excited. Not that I'm not excited to come to church, but I'm, I'm anticipating, oh, I've got, Jesus will be here. He's going to minister to us. He's going to show up and every, anything that's wrong is going to be made right. I know it. That's why so many times you see in Scripture, you know, like in Acts 2, they, they met day to day to day, right? Because it was, man, where the, what, whose house is he going to be at tonight? Let's go find out. So many of the revivals, they meet day to day to day to day, four or five, six days a week, because they can't wait. What's he going to do tonight? What's he going to do today? What's he going to do this morning? What's he, what's he, what's he going to do... I know something's going to be great that's going to happen. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be awesome. Expectation. Expectation. You know, John is the... Um, I wish I understood John more. I don't, I'm not going to claim I have a corner on John the Baptist. But he is one of the great characters in all of scripture that I think people look over. You know, and um, make sure I've got this uh, I can't find my passage now. Um, it says, Jesus says of John, um, among women, no one, among those born of women, Okay, which covers just about everybody. <laughs> you know, Adam and Eve, you know, excluded from that. But among those born of women, nobody has been born who's greater than John the Baptist. Moses. Moses is pretty cool. David. Going out and taking out Goliath with a sling and then taking his um, sword and 
Goliath had to have a huge sword, right? When you think of Samuel, when you think of Solomon, when you think of Elijah, Elisha, when you think of Isaiah, Daniel, Daniel was pretty cool. I mean, when you when you get tossed into a lion's den and you can go up and pet the kitty, right? Say, nice kitty. That's pretty awesome. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Hosea. Among those born of women, no one is greater than John, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. The least in the kingdom of heaven. Who here is in the kingdom of heaven? Greater than Moses, greater than Daniel, greater than Ezekiel. Let's anticipate. Let's, let's, let's expect. Let's expect that every time we come together, He'll be here with us. He'll be here with us. What are you expecting for next week? Let's believe for great things. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, I'll confess I don't expect enough. Lord, but I want to. I want to have the excitement, the expectation that each Sunday is greater than Christmas morning. That each Sunday is we get to meet with Jesus. I want that level of expectation in me. As much as I want, I know it's not there yet. So Lord, I, I pray I pray for me, for and for any of those, anyone else here who wants to have that level of expectation. Lord, I pray that you will help us to expect. Help us to expect you to show up and to do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, we pray that you'll come and that you'll do it. Lord, we want to see the revival. We want to see people come. We want to see all Jerusalem and Judea coming out. All over Willimantic and Wyndham and New London County, Wyndham County. We want to see them all come. So Lord, we pray that you will Help us to have that level of expectation. And we pray that you will be here. And we can't wait to see. So Lord, I bless each person here, their families. Lord, I pray that you'll uh, minister. Lord, for those who um, uh, for those who need ministry, 
here today or those who are online. I pray that you'll um, bring healing, hope, Lord, whatever is needed, Lord, for your protection, for your peace, for your healing to come over anyone who needs it. Lord, I will give you honor and praise and glory for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen.